Put your hands together for Jesus. And so, Father, thank you for another opportunity to be here, to be safe. Thank you that you open our ears every day that we may hear. Thank you for everyone that you have touched today. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? And please take your seat. We'll be doing a lot of prayers, but I would like to say one or two things. Then we can start praying. How many of you believe that it is always good to pray? Now, there are a good number of you. You only pray when we are coming to church, so take advantage and make the most out of it. Hallelujah. Well, last week we tried to do a little explanation on our theme for the year, which is supernatural growth. In the first service, I spoke about growth. In the second service, we tried to talk about the supernatural. By the time we came back from, he descended on high, I mean, and led captivity captive. We had to close because of time. But I believe that as children of God, we must have a strong faith in the provision of God. If you are a Christian and you cannot believe that God can help, then your Christianity is not strong. God reigns in the affairs of men. And every one of us must have that kind of faith, believing that God will step in for your good, in Jesus' name. So all of us here have a responsibility of what we call faith and belief. The Bible says that when you pray, believe that you have those things which you have prayed for and you shall receive or you shall have them. You are going to have anything that you believe and that is our faith in Jesus' name. Now, we said growth is something which is beyond human comprehension. Supernatural growth, I beg your pardon, is growth that is beyond human comprehension. Growth that is at a supernatural speed. When it says something is beyond human comprehension, it means it defiles logic of man. And that is what we are praying for, that this year you will experience this growth in Jesus' name. And we said that it is growth that cannot be achieved by the flesh which is human strength. It is very difficult to become a billionaire by human strength. I believe that anybody who is a billionaire is an angel. And it's quite difficult for people to believe this because we are trained to think that if somebody is not born again, he cannot be blessed by God. Well, that's not in the Bible. In the Bible, what I saw is that Nebuchadnezzar was used by God. And who was Nebuchadnezzar? An idol worshiper. All of, I don't think there's anybody here, your child is called Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> it will surprise you to know that when God wanted to save his children, he used Pharaoh 
to save his children. Well, there was hunger all over the world. And the only place that wisdom was at work, and because of that, they were able to have enough, was Egypt. And Egypt is where that king by name Nebuchadnezzar dwelt. And he provided shelter for the children of God and fed the children of God, gave them a place to stay, a special city for them to stay. And that is how Israel did not die out of hunger. God used Pharaoh. One of these days, you realize that God even uses Satan. What I'm saying is that every creation is part of the kingdom of God. That's why I said, so, but this person, he doesn't pray, but how come he has money and we are praying that God should make us rich? Have you ever asked that question before? Yes, well, the reason is that if you want to be rich, you don't have to pray to be rich. There is nowhere in the Bible anybody prayed to be rich. <laughs> I have read the Bible like you have done. And I don't know where your example is, but there is nobody in the Bible who prayed to be rich. You only pray to be rich when there is something stopping you from being rich. And that thing is spiritual. If you give one million dollars to a homeless person, in about a month, the person will still be homeless. Why? He's not trained. Many of you here have things that have been destroyed because you are not trained to use them. When you build a house in Trasaco and out of your kindness, you go to your village to bring your people to come and stay there, they will turn the Trasaco into the village because they are not trained. That is why some of you have cars and the cars are becoming like bicycles because you are not trained. You should rather be sitting in Trotro than to have a car. Why? Because you do not have capacity to handle that which is given to you instantly. There are things you grow into them. There are things you grow to handle them. If they are given to you suddenly, they will be destroyed. When you go to the, let's say, students who are here, when we go to your hostels, you realize that the same hostel, some of the rooms, the lockers are good. Some of the rooms, the lockers are broken. Why? Somebody is staying in a room that is far better than the house he stays. Like the hostel he's in is better than the house he stays. Because of that, he's not able to use a locker because he doesn't know what a locker is. You realize that there are people who never had rice cooker until they came to school. So as soon as you give them the rice cooker, they have been exposed to a higher life which they have no capacity to handle. So before I realized, the rice cooker is destroyed in a month. 
they start using it to cook beans. It will surprise you that there are some shoes. If somebody gives it to you, the person will regret it. You don't have capacity for it. I remember one day I told somebody that I wanted to be nice to myself. And I, I, I saved money to buy a very expensive suit. When I bought the suit, I nearly went mad. It paid me. Like the money was, was big. Then one day, I was praying and the Lord told me that the suit has become like an idol to you. Give it out. What? No, 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 no. Leave <laughs> this suit. So I decided not to wear the suit, but I will not give it out. But the, the, the thought keep occurring to me, so I decided to give it to somebody. The second time I saw the person wearing the suit, I regretted Jesus. that Jesus told me to give it. Unfortunately, he didn't tell me who to give it to. <laughs> and I gave it to the wrong person. Can I tell you something? Sometimes when you are giving something to someone, give it to somebody who has used that thing before. It is called capacity. The you see, there are some things you iron with starch. Some you iron with steam. But when you don't have capacity, you will not know the difference. The person should have been giving cantamanto. Or cantamanto. <laughs> cantamanto simply means somebody who swears and fulfills what he has sworn to do. Yeah, that's what that statement means. Like he does not violate what he has sworn to do. Wow. Yes, that's what it means. It's true. Eh, it's true. <laughs> it is called capacity. So when God wants to prosper you, he takes you through a training. And that training gives you capacity. For instance, there are people here, if God is to give you $1 million today, you become a non-believer tomorrow. Mm. If not tomorrow, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Power is not something that anybody can handle. You have to be trained to handle power. The reason why Africa is not developing is mostly we give power to people who have never had it before. They have never tasted power before. The power comes to destroy them. They just went to Legon, did masters, never even had a job, never had any decent job. All of a sudden, they have PhD in economics, and we make them ministers. And now they have to superintend over millions of dollars, determine how much should be given to this road. The, the road transport minister and he's handling about 19 billion dollars. How can somebody who has no experience handle such power? It comes to destroy him. Some of you who have come to school as first year, if grace is not 
given to you, the power you just received will destroy you. Because you have never had a life where nobody controls you. You are, all of a sudden, you are given too much power. That is why when you give birth to your children finish school, before they go to the university, expose them to liberty and freedom so that they will not be overwhelmed when they are suddenly given that kind of power. It's called capacity. So this type of training that God takes us on to prosper us is a training some Christians do not want. But some unbelievers want it. And because unbelievers are part of the kingdom of God, God blesses them. When it rains, it does not fall on the roof of holy Christians. If you don't speak in tongues and you sell tomatoes, and you speak in tongues and you don't sell anything, God will make the tomato seller rich. Why? He is fulfilling something which is divine. God has given everybody certain blessings, certain opportunities, certain power. You have to learn to use it. There are things you don't need to pray for them. If you can learn. For instance, if you can learn calculus, you don't have to pray to get an A. Just that, the reason why when we pray, people get miracles in their exams is because they are wicked lecturers who said questions that they themselves don't understand. <laughs> Some of them delight in failing their students. When you travel abroad, one of the things you realize is that when students fail in a paper, the lecturer comes to explain why. Here, when students pass exams, the lecturer is called to ask why. So many people have passed the exams, why? So we pray against their wickedness. And number two, there are some things that are fighting people that they don't know. Mm. I've been a pastor for some time now. And I've seen that people sometimes are attacked in exams time. Some of them fall sick. And they're unable to write exams. There are people who have slept and they woke up, the exams was over. There are people who got up, somebody got up, he was going to write exam. Something told her to sit down. She sat down till the exam was over. And then she came to herself. My God. Where's Rama? Is she around? Yeah. If you call her, come. One day around 2 a.m. I had a call. She has to write exams the following day. And she has manifested. Okay. Have you had problems? Well, and I'm, I'm trying to explain how it happened, but when they called me, she has to write the exam 7.30 the following morning. And a spirit says she will not write the exam, so they will make her be in this state till the exam is over. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Were you able to write it? Okay, was there a situation where you couldn't write the exams? Yes, I think. Uh... Now, my husband, that's Pastor Moses. We created a scene like he was forcing me to go and write, and I told him that no. He was pulling me. People were looking at us as if we were fighting. So I think that paper I even had like a D. 
Because when I was sitting there, like, I didn't understand anything. I was just writing anything at all. I was so confused. And it got to a point, I even fought with a TA in class. And then he felt, um, she made them feel me because she said, um, she was like, I don't respect. But it was not her. This is why we pray for people who are righteous. Us. It's not because of anything. Because our ancestors... <laughs> so they called me around 2 a.m. Pastor, so what do we do? The paper is 7.30. And somebody is 2 a.m. is off. And when she goes off, she wakes up like eight hours later. They were in a group studies in Legon Hall when they called me. One time, when I manifested, it was like a whole week. So on a yes. Friday, you came to Liman. Listen carefully. When you prayed for me in church and then I went to the hall, like a whole week I was just off. I was manifesting. So I think on Friday, Pastor Moses called you that I'm still manifesting. So I think... You drove there, and then you wanted to pray for me, but I was resisting. And finally, you prayed for me and told him that I'll be fine. And then I think that Friday, before I woke up, I was okay. And it got to a time, I think one evening, it was at dawn, I was chatting with my MSA, Prophet Eric. And then I was manifesting over the phone. Yes. And he was insulting you. And he yes. insulted me. How can this girl insult me? This girl. You just knew that it's not her. To insult you, there is what came out. To insult Pastor, yeah. And I think um, he said in the name of Jesus. So it became worse. And I took a knife from my wardrobe. And then so my roommates got scared and then they were running away. And one of my roommates called Pastor Moses. And then he came all over. I don't know whether he jumped the wall or something. And he came and he told my roommates that they should leave me and him in the room. If I want to kill him, I should kill him. I should go ahead. Yes. Today he has married her. Somebody will fight for you. I'll marry you in Jesus' name. Some of you, when you have issues, you fight it alone. The Lord will send you strategic sisters who will not allow hunger to kill you. Who will not allow that lady to worry you again? Receive help in the name of Jesus. Hey! Somebody is holding knife. He said, all roommates leave. Let her kill me. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm saying, he said, if I die, I die. All that be died. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will send you help in Jesus' name. Your love is kind. Your love is precious. All right, God bless you. so much uh, um. 
Oh, I think you like that song. to bring the cure to malaria, but Christians were praying. He had to use unbelievers to bring the medicine. Now, unbelievers being part of God's kingdom does not make them candidates for salvation. Salvation is a different economy. The fact that we are all in Ghana doesn't mean we all eat from a good father's house. It is his children that eat in his house. When Ekufuado is operating as president, every Ghanaian benefits. But when he's operating as a father, only his children benefit. And that is where Christianity comes in. We become the children of God that, number one, we are in Ghana, so we enjoy Ekufuado as president. And number two, we are his children, so we enjoy Ekufuado as our father. Unbelievers cannot call God father because they are not the children of God, but they are Ghanaians. When they do free SHS, because you're a Ghanaian, you enjoy home. Uh-huh. But he, God will not go. Gokufa will not go on holidays with you. When he's in the aeroplane, he doesn't sit in it with you. When he's bathing the private jet, he doesn't <laughs> go there with you. He, he goes there with his wife. When in the evening he's eating, you see that his children have sat down. Sometimes he tells them, Myself, my children, we are going on holidays. So when you become a Christian, you, God opens another chapter of a unique relationship with you. That relationship does not exist for unbelievers. Why? Because that relationship is personal. And that is where we come in as Christians. So you don't have to be a Kufuado's child to be rich in Ghana. Kwame, despite has money, he's not a Kufuado's child. Pastor Eben has money, he's not a Kufuado's child. <laughs> Pastor, the way he mentions you like that, then the thing is coming home. Why? Because that privilege exists for everybody in Ghana. And it's easier to be rich in Ghana than abroad. Mm. Oh, yes. Um. Oh, people don't understand, but one day you understand. So, when you are a child of God, somebody said, Pastor, explain that point that it is easy. (laughs) Ghana, there's nothing like property rate. When you buy a land, you don't pay tax on it again. So Ghana, you can have 30 lambs you don't, you don't even develop, and they are just lying there. When you sell land in Ghana, you don't pay tax on it. All these are benefits, which does not exist in any part of the world. You can start a company in Ghana without money. When you travel outside, you can only start a company if you are a citizen of the country. 
in America, for instance, to start a company, you need about $800,000 if you are not American. And that $800,000, they keep it in trust until five years. I've forgotten the type of visa that they give. It's like, it's closer to the green card type of visa, B something something. You need 800000 you don't need that money to do that. Even if you are Chinese, you can come to Ghana with just 20 cities, you can start your business. <laughs> In China, you can't start a company unless a Chinese is a shareholder. Or you are a multinational company and you must invest some amount of money in the Chinese economy. So if you are starting a business in China and you are not a Chinese and you don't have some capital, the company, there should be a Chinese who owns part of the company. It's not like that in Ghana. And so these are benefits that, so don't misunderstand my, my conclusions. <coughs> if somebody earns 50,000 CDs abroad, and he earned 5,000 cities in Ghana, you are better than that person. Yeah. Because if you earn 50,000 cities, you are going to pay about 45% of it into tax. Yeah. And then, over here, you can get a two-bedroom for less than $1,000. It's not possible over there. So, another huge percentage of your income goes into rent and you become poor again. That's why when you travel, majority of them are poor, but they, they, are, they don't have money, but they are not poor. Let me put it that way. They don't have money, like Ghanaians. That's why all the white people in Lagos, you see them buying food at the night market and you wonder why. Why don't they go to the moving, they don't have money. They don't. You see, when you, when you travel, you will come and appreciate all these things that I'm saying. Yeah, I met a man. He's, he's, he's a medical doctor who has stayed in abroad for 20 years, almost 20 years, like 18 years. He doesn't have anything. His brother is here, and the brother is the one that gives him money to do projects, and he pays his brother small, small. You see, people are more likely to be lazy in Ghana than abroad because there's a psychology that I can easily make it here. But that psychology does not exist that I can easily make it here in Ghana. That's why you can pick two jobs abroad, but you not pick two jobs in Ghana. But if you have training, look, believe God that you can be prosperous. And his grace is available for you to prosper in Jesus' name. My second point, then I can. I'm saying a lot of things at the same time. Then we say that when something is supernatural growth, we are saying that it is growth beyond natural frequency. Natural frequency. In other words, the pace is too fast. If you're a president under 30, under 40, I think that is such an incredible thing. There are presidents in the world. The current president of Chad, I think it's 30 something years. 
There are presidents in the world who are less, to be four, less than 40 and be president is incredible. Like, how did it happen that within a space of 20 years, the whole world knows you? Or everybody, because by 20, you are still unknown. It's not like football, something sports that everybody knows you easily. How did you do it? It's incredible pace. In Africa here, to be a millionaire at a young age, it's actually incredible. So, Papa, this is abroad. Yes, because when you sell something, when something is manufactured abroad, you are more likely to get more people buying it than what you do in Ghana here or in Africa. For instance, if the iPad was made in Ghana, it wouldn't have the level of penetration it has had. Why? Because the abroad leaders will not allow it to go that far. But our leaders don't have that mindset. For instance, if we manufacture something that is good, they will not allow us to sell it in their country. But when they manufacture something, we freely allow them. So it's able to travel. Why is Kantanka not? Kantanka can never be sold in Europe. They will tell you that they don't have the standards. Tata. They don't have their cars in Europe. But there's Tata cars in Ghana all over. Yeah, because they don't, they don't meet the standards. The airbag must have this. This one must have this. Ignition must have this. It doesn't burn uh, smoke at this rate. All of these things. We can't have that technology. Because of that, we cannot, you cannot manufacture your clothes and have the same level of penetration abroad. They will not allow it. So over there, if you develop medicine, cloth, anything, you are able to get more people to buy from outside, which mostly favors people who are citizens. Do you get it? So it is very difficult that a Ghanaian has started a business. He's 25 years and he's a millionaire. You will never meet it. African millionaires become millionaires at 60. Six zero. That's when they become millionaires. And in some few years, they die and somebody else comes for the money. And in most cases, nobody comes for the money. The money is just destroyed. This one takes this one to Juju. This one is fighting with this one. Useless fights, and by the time the court is over, everything is gone. Do you get the things I'm telling you? So when you say that something is supernatural, the, the pace, like at, at, at age 15, you have meetings with presidents, which is incredible. It's 25. You have interactions with renowned people. Yesterday, somebody said at age 22, he was talking to a particular man of God. Like somebody at age 22 who is a Ghanaian, and he talks to Pastor Chris every day. Not that they are biologically related or he's a Christ embassy member. No. It's incredible. Like somebody is a Ghanaian at the age of 22, he calls Donald Trump every day. And Donald Trump picks, and they talk. What are you going to say? 
Like if some of you are asked to talk to the president of Ghana right now, what will you say? No, no, no. That's if somebody say you say you're wicked, but that's how you cut off your relationship with him. But no matter what, because he's president, he has some wisdom, he has experience. That if you can be close to him, there are so many things you can learn. So how do you sustain a relationship with somebody who's almost 70 at the age of 25? And not just, he has also become minister, MP, president. What will you say? What will you ask? What gift will you give him? How will you, when he calls you, what do you wear to, to, to meet him? These are all things that are not easy to know at a young age. Like if you are to meet the president of Ghana right now, what dress will you wear? The first thing is, what will be the occasion? Is it never okay to you? Is he calling me to his house, calling me to his office, or calling me to meet him outside Ghana? What is it about? If you know the purpose, you can know what to wear. Yeah. What do I say? You don't ask for help when, when you meet a big person. Don't make a request when you meet a big person. That's the first thing. That's the first rule you should never break. When you meet a big person, never make a request. Can I take a picture with you? Can I sit on your table? Can I talk to you? Can I pick your number? All of those things are requests you don't make when you meet a big person. You'll be called opportunist. The first thing is to make a compliment. Ah, it's a pleasure meeting you. I can't believe I'm talking to the man I used to read his books at the age of eight. You are my mentor. Thank you so much for teaching me about time management. I have read this, your book. I have listened to this, your message. I have read this, your policy. I have watched this one about you. And it has made me... MP, it has made me a husband. It, then you tell the impact of the person in your life. That's what you say when you meet great people. You don't go and say that. Hello, sir, can I get your phone number? <laughs> Let him rather make that particular offer to you that pick my number. And that tells you the kind of relationship he wants to have with you. You don't determine the relationship you want to have with a great man. So he determines it. So you allow him to take the lead. If he asks you to sit down, you sit down. If he doesn't say sit down, you don't sit down. Because he determines how you conduct yourself in front of him. You can't know this at a 20. In a typical Ghanaian parlance where you are not allowed to, to even talk when elders have guarded. So how do you get this knowledge? It's a spiritual wisdom that God gives it is a certain impartation of wisdom that God gives. And that wisdom is available and it is present to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is a certain wisdom God is going to put upon your life from today. You will know how to conduct yourself wherever you stand. At a very young age, you'll be relating with superstars. You'll be relating with influential people. You'll be relating with renowned people. Receive it in the name of Jesus. People, whenever they think of blessing, the first thing they think of is money. Money is not the thing you need when you are really thinking about blessings. You have to think of wisdom. That's why I say, if you give one million to a, ho a homeless person, okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you have seen there is a difference between Sakawa boys and fraud boys? <laughs> let me put it this way. <laughs> 
There's one between prostitutes and slave queens. You see the difference now. One is intellectual. The four people who have gone to school, they are not the same as the four people who never went to school. Why? One has capacity. This one sits on computer and gets money. And the first thing he thinks of is buying a bank. This one sits on computer and gets money and begins to invest it. Or begins to use it to create relationships. The same fraud people. But this one takes 100,000 and gives it to the finance minister. This one takes $100,000 and gives it to Echo Bank manager. Whereas this one too takes Range Rover, goes to stand at Abri Mountains with four girls around him, with his hair dyed what color? Pink. With dreadlocks, and the tip is pink. And his autovista, with his bossa shorts showing. What a villager. Sikakram Fatal. Why? Because he lacks capacity. Some of the prostitutes are more beautiful than the slave queens. But because of capacity, they determine the customers they have. <laughs> These slave queens will go and sit in a hotel, sit at the bar, buy fruit juice. And just one hit. <laughs> Whereas the other one, two stands at Domi Market. Receives 15 customers in one day, yet doesn't, know how, doesn't have money to buy credit. That's why I say you need wisdom. Jesus said, make friends with unrighteous mormon. Somebody uses his money to create friendships. And friendship opens doors. Connections open doors. There's one guy, he came here three days ago. He came to pass by. And I said, hey, you have bought a new bench. He said, oh, Pastor. I said, when you say, you may say, I charge three weeks, nice alcohol. And I said, you have to give your life to Christ. Be coming to church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be coming. They get money, but they're always poor. And they say, oh, as for sack our money, you can't do anything with it. It's not like that. You are not wise. You are not wise. Pastor, are you teaching us to go and have sack our? Then I would have had one. I'm not teaching you, but I'm just telling you that. The reason why certain things are not sustained in the lives of certain people is wisdom. You can stop praying for your husband if you are wise. Yes. Yes. You just have to know how to talk to him and he will listen to you. There's no need to fight. Wisdom. Wisdom. Your value would diminish in the absence of wisdom. And wisdom is not something that you get anywhere. It is God that gives it. It is God that gives it. One of the things that shocks me is how this unique trust manager 
His bank has collapsed. And nobody has helped him. Nobody. You've not heard that somebody has given him $10 million to start all over. Why? It's a wisdom he didn't have. The Bible said when the prodigal son became poor, nobody helped him. He started eating food that was for pigs. Ah. Who are your contemporaries? And are still standing. So you've never had a relationship. All my friends have deserted me. No, all your acquaintances have left. It's a friend who stays closer than a brother. If you have a friend who's your success intimidates, he was not a friend. And how come you didn't know? Right now, as I'm standing here, if I don't have a place to stay, I can go and stay in this guy's house. Why? Impact. And he'll be glad to host me. How come you are homeless and nobody is minding you? The Bible says, he that seeks to have friends must himself be friendly. February is our month that we are reading the book of Proverbs. Everybody should read it. Everybody. Let a certain wisdom be imparted to you for the year. Certain wisdom. Even some of you, the people you cry to can be wrong. Yeah. They can be very wrong. When you are in troubles, who, who, who will be there for you? You have come to school. The first one week, somebody has come to preach you and has brought you to church. That's your brother. That person's number must be on your phone. You should call him. Hello, please. Uh, 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 this exams, I am coming to write. It's, it's difficult for me to study. So when it is difficult to study in university, what do we do? Hello? I want somewhere to shave my hair. Where do I go? But because wisdom is lacking, you would rather stay away from somebody like that. Somebody who has gone ahead of you and knows road. You follow the one who knows road. Follow what? Follow who knows road. I was in the University of Ghana, Commonwealth Hall to be precise. There is nothing in the world I don't know. There is nothing in the world I don't understand. I can show you how to eat free, free of charge till you leave the hall. <laughs> now, if you're in Komoto and you see, everything has a price you must pay, including eating free. And let me show you how. <laughs> One of them is that it will take a lot of your time. But there is a market behind the hall. Every morning, if your lecture is 7.30, go there from 6 to 7 and just talk to the food that you want to be eating free. Talk to the person every day, 30 minutes and go. It's just one semester. From the second semester till you finish school, you eat free of charge. Hey, 
Next month when Kavlajo and Edia Miniska and Edia Miniska. Sometimes a nipa bekuhobe breno. You you help. I guess I will worship also. But I'm the boss, Nibba, no one Jesse. I'm the one no one Jesse table, Nasse. I'm the one who Jesse table, Nasse. You'll be eating free every day. And one of the advantages that if this one sees this one is giving you food for free, this one to start giving you for free, this one to start giving you for free. I said, oh, Pastor, what about the ladies? Yours is even easier. What is happening? Abigail. Why are you not eating free bread from, what's the name of that lady? A free year. She no road. Okay, Pastor, I want to be SRC president. Now, listen to me. You can't aim at getting first class if you want to be SRC president. You must divorce that fantasy. It, you, they don't work together. <laughs> the moment you say you want to be SRC president, you should think of having lower. Second class lower. Why? I'll prove it to you this way. You must join Legon Student Parliament. You must join Commodore Hall JCR volunteer. When there's elections, you volunteer as a pooling agent, or what do they call it? Something, something. And all of this will take, you have to go for student congress in Kenya University. You have, all of these activities in T, you will miss IAS. You, you can't get first class. So, I maybe mean, you've not thought of it, but I'm helping you now. Being a school prefect in secondary school is not the same as being a SRC president in Lego. Oh, okay, Pastor, me, I want to become a model and I'll be put on a notice board, a billboard in Accra. Just think that you will never marry as a virgin. That's one of the first things you have to put in your head. By the time you get the first photographer to take a picture of you, eight men have already slept with you. So, Pastor, it's not like that. It's not like that. Who, who has done some before here? Lift up your hand. Let's go. Can I tell you something? Pageantry is a female-dominated industry, but it is solely governed by men. Men do not give things for free. Ah, yeah. It's something you don't know. They will ask you for money before they start connecting you to important people. You don't have money. Such as I have, I give unto you. <laughs> women in politics. That's why people are women and women uh, uh, empowerment. Because that's one of the problems women go through. They hardly get things for free. But the men too, they don't get things for free. But they have strength to fight for things. And women don't have strength to fight for things. And that's why 
it's, it's, it's like that. There's wisdom. 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 Me, I, I, I was a pastor in school. Right from level 100, I was come out to UCF prayer secretary. I became Legon prayer secretary. I became Legon Christian's vice president. I couldn't have wished for first class. But I, one day I prayed from Sunday to Sunday. Continuously. There was a day I preached three times in one day. There's one Tuesday I preached four times in one day. Four different groups. And the first meeting was in Vota Hall Chapel, 5 a.m. The second one was Ghana Methodist Presbyterian Union. MPU, Methodist Presbyterian Union. It was at the Kwafo. It was called something, something of Bethel. It was in the afternoon at the Kwafo Hall. Then there was another meeting which I have forgotten. Then in the evening, I went to preach for, I think, Epsu. I was a student. Because of that, I couldn't study at the same pace with my colleagues, Mohammed and Co. Almost young yet, he said, you're born again. As he used to cry, he said. But I didn't miss lectures. You know, wisdom. I'm saying this because a year has begun. You cannot finish this year the same way you finished last year. Number two, you also need strength. And number one, you need wisdom. Number two, you need strength. The, the English word for strength is willpower. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't smile at my joke. The English word for strength. Is strength not an English word? But when you say strength, it means willpower. Willpower. Power to do and power not to do. And that is a strength that God is giving to you this year. That you have resolved to study every day to happen in Jesus' name. Some of you say you want to exercise every day. I don't know how important that is, but it will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. This year will be one of the years you read the whole Bible. Amen. This year has had about how many Sundays? Four. This month, sorry. This is the third Sunday. And your church attendance is one over three. This year is the year you will never miss church on Sundays. Amen. So, Pastor, what's the important? Well, it's very important because anytime you come, you learn something. I told you that it's very difficult to know something at age 20. But if you are to come to church all the time, you are likely to know more than the ordinary person. That is why if you are here, you have been in church for a long time, you realize that you, are, you, are, you seem to be older than your age mates up here. When I tell you my age, some of you will not believe it. Of course, there are people who are younger than me and seem to be older than me in terms of up here. But there is nobody who is my age mate and I look like age mates. We can be age mates, but not grace mates. You see, how that through the word of God, the study of the word of God, you have become wise. The word of God makes us wise. 
Sometimes when they hear that people are married at age 22, they say, why is he marrying this young? Because he knows what, he knows at age 22 what has taken you 35 and you don't know. It's not by age, it's up here. It's 40, 35. Nobody has proposed to you. You think it's the, the problem of the boys. It's not the problem of the boys. You need to be taught. You have to go and study how Naomi taught Ruth what to do. Oh, Pastor, there's nobody to grab me. You need revelation. Nikis. The day I heard your wife has grabbed you, I was afraid for you. But after some few days, I realized that you are higher than her. Yeah. But you see, some of you wouldn't have grabbed him. Because. Yeah. So, Pastor, so should I grab anybody at all? As I said, you need revelation. In Jesus' mighty name. So, you need strength. Strength to restrain yourself. And strength to move on. One of the strengths you need is the strength to overcome. Strength to handle certain things. One man said, oh, Lord. Protect me against my friends. As for my enemies, I know how to deal with them. Because friends can be dangerous. But in fact, um, for somebody to say he's an enemy, he's in a better place than somebody saying he's your friend. Because as for enemy, you know he's an enemy. But you cannot tell a friend that is a potential enemy. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. So the Lord will bless you with strength. Strength to take very difficult decisions. Like, listen to me. I, I want to let this boy go so that I can serve God. It's a very strong decision. This is a boy you have known all your life, all your puberty, phase of your life. But that's the strength I'm praying for you so that you can maintain focus. You are hurting. It hurts me to say you are hurting. But you lack the strength. There's a lady who came to church and told me that she has three boyfriends. Is it three? Three. One of them is about 40 years. One of them is a co-equal. And there's another one who was what? Also working, but also older than. The first one is married. The second one is not married. And the third one is, and she says she likes which of them. He likes the age mate. Now, she wants to, she wants to serve God. But pastor, as for this one, it's easy for me to leave. But these two, I don't know how to leave. And I said, the three of them today know themselves. He said, none of them know. 
They think that they are the only one. We terminate any managerial appointment. Before me, the seals of all my heart. And I said that. You see, what you are thinking is that you are the one going to do it. But what you don't know is that God can help you to do it. The first thing is that just decide that I belong to Jesus and leave it to Jesus. Don't know the things, no, it's not your work, it is His work. You can't earn it. So just give your life to him and tell yourself that I'm not going to pick calls, I'm not going to meet them, and let him handle the rest. The last time I spoke to her, so all of them are gone. All of them are gone. So are you now one? He said, I'm alone now. Praise be to God. I said, what happened? He said, Pastor, I told them that I don't want to have anything to do with it again. And I started crying. What have I done? But one of them accepted it. What the girl too doesn't know is that she thinks she's the only girlfriend. But she doesn't know that she's number six. Some of you are tired of that you may never know you are number nine. Some of you are strikers. Number one, there you are a goalkeeper. You prevent anything from entering the net. So he said, one of them there, she, he, he, readily he said, okay. But the shocking thing is that one of them was stubborn. He kept putting, calling. But he said, from the day I said that, all the emotions for them just left. I was free. It's God that can help you. This year, the Lord will send you strength. Amen. Strength to make decisions that are crucial. In Jesus' mighty name. Lastly, the Lord will put favor on your life. Favor is a supernatural perfume that attracts, it's magnetic, magnetic to attract people onto you. You may be doing something, but what you are doing is the only thing people are interested in. A class of 300 people who have written exams, only your own, when the lecturer was marking, he was laughing. Your purpose will receive favor. Some of you, you have never had favor before your wife, but this year to happen in Jesus' name. Your husbands are going to favor you like never before. The Lord will put his favor upon your life. When people fight you, it doesn't work because you are kept by the power of God. When people compete with you, you will always win because you are kept by the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't you jump to your feet even as we pray? Say, Father, 
in the name of Jesus. I speak and I declare that this year I officially enter the year and I declare victory on every side. Lift up your voice and pray. Let there be an end to sicknesses. Let there be an end to diseases. Let there be an end to frustrations, disappointments, setbacks. Lift up your voice and pray in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever you are declaring shall be your estate for the year. So do it with passion. Pray with faith. Declaring that this year shall be good to you. Declare that this year you will experience your own testimonies. Pray to God. Pray to God. Lift up your voice and pray that where you have struggled this year will be the easiest place you will ever be. Favor, 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 favor. Strength, 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 strength. Speed, 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 speed. Lift up your voice and pray concerning any hard cry, hard desire that they shall be birthed out this year. Over his church, over his people. Are you praying? Are you praying? Jesus. Hallelujah. I want us to make a prayer into the evening service. God anoints men for men. First Samuel chapter 10. Now, there is a man by name Saul whose father's donkey was missing. He went to look for it. The prophet, of, the prophet of God spoke to him and told him that God has anointed him to become the king of Israel. He said, someone took a flask of oil and put it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which went 
you went to look for have been found, and now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Verse 3 says, Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terrible tree of Tabor. There are three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young bulls, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. They will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. And they will, next verse, after that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. You see, when you are studying the Bible, this word, then, is a word you should not miss. Because it marks time. In verse 1, the prophet of God poured oil upon the servant to upon Saul. The spirit of God didn't come upon him. But he says, it will come when you meet the prophet prophesy. Tonight, I believe that God is sending a prophet to us. And his presence here is strategic because after 21 days of praying in this room, fasting in this room, my God. He is going to unlock great treasures into our lives. All the prayers we have prayed from the 1st of January to the 21st of January. God is sending this man to help us crown it. I believe that you should send forth a prayer into the service. Declaring that, Father, as I come for this meeting, anything I miss during the prayer time, I'm not missing that night. Any prayer I couldn't pray during this period of fasting and prayer, within this particular program with this man of God, let that prayer become a reality in my life. And as Saul met a company of prophets and your spirit came upon him, as I meet this, your servant, let your spirit be mighty upon me for the year. And may I experience unceasing flow of testimonies this year. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. You shall never be the same. I am hungry. I know something will fall upon me tonight. I know I will have an encounter tonight. I know this will be my best year. on every side. Growth on every side. Increase on every side. I walk in higher heights. Higher realms. Are you praying to God? I know there is something that you are believing God for for this year. We are having an impartation this night and tonight, tomorrow night. An impartation. Tomorrow is mantles. Tonight, impartations. Let struggles come to an end. Let difficulties and challenges cease. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.